stuck with you. I don't get it. You're lucky. Of all the thankful. people I could you, get you stuck with. You should be thankful. With. You'd be on your own if it wasn't for me. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think we should ask the public. I think we should probably we should you know what we never do anymore, Jim? We never ask people to share the stream. When was the last time you remember doing that? Uh during the VG ten. Donate, 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 share, share, share. Share, share, share. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been that long. It might have been that long, yeah. Well okay, let me do let me do some you know what I'm gonna do some sharing. Uh, we should probably share this episode because this is going to be one of our best ones uh, that we're ever going to do. And I say that because I I got nothing. You got nothing. There's really not a lot to talk about, but we're going to talk about some pool, which is fun. Well, and how, I how about we, you know, we've got some viewers. How about we let if the viewers, if you've got anything that you want us to talk about this week, whack it up into the comments. This is your opportunity because we're low on content this week. We just thought we'll go on there because, you know, we want to do one week. last week. So there's been some stuff that's happened. We've got a Euro tour we can talk about. We've got the Estonian Open we can talk about. Shane and Tony are halfway through. We've got some picks for the World Pool Masters and for the Champions League pool. Is it still is it Champions League or Premier League? I don't know. One of them. Championship League pool. Championship League pool. So we've got some stuff to talk about. If there's anything up there you guys want to talk about, then whack it up there. Tonight is your night. Night is your night. Yeah. Anyway, Nate's in his new house. You might see the background is a little bit different. Welcome to Nate's new home. He just gave me a, a grand tour. It's like a castle in there with a pool table on it with the biggest pockets I've ever seen in my life. The only thing, the only pockets I've ever seen that are bigger are the ones in your Don't table. even say it. Don't even say it, Nate, because you know that's just a lie. <laughs> but people who are listening might not know it's a lie. Yeah, well, they do now. I need to get some decorations. Uh, Jim, why don't you donate some of those... Uh, those uh, Moscone Cup jerseys in the background to me. You want to put, uh, yeah, you really, you want to put a European jersey up behind yourself? Everybody else already thinks I'm all, every, man, it, it, uh, it is, okay, so here, I'll go on a rant to start out with. Oh, God, here we go. It's hard to, like, I look at myself, and maybe I am, maybe I'm not, as like a type of media influencer. Uh, oh. But more like a reporter type of thing. So I look at it as I have to keep some sense I halfway want to have opinions, but I also halfway want to just kind of report the facts as I see them uh, as middle down the road as I can. So when I talk about stuff like the Moscone Cup, I try to keep an unbiased as much as I possibly can uh, opinion on it when I'm talking about things. And I just try to call the facts as I see them. There are so many people that think that I am a U.S. hater because I don't slurp on them the way that I'm supposed to because I'm an American. And because I don't slurp on the U.S. saying that the U.S. is going to win every single year. And I might add that last year I said the U.S. was going to lose 11 to 7. We lost 11 to 8. This year I said we were going to lose 11 to 4. We lost 11 to 5. Is that right? Sure about that, yeah. Basically, I was one off both years. I feel like I'm calling it about as close as I see it. And yet now I'm just like ripped apart for being a, like a sellout. And it makes me sad. Chris Reinhold, if you're listening, you're the one that does this the most, you little butt. I'll be nice. <laughs> Chris Reinhold is one of I guess. I'm good. Oh, you're watching, Chris. Oh, you're tuning in. Uh, congratulations. You won a tournament this weekend, Chris. <laughs> what was that, 600 and under? Uh, no, it was a 550. 555 550 and under, was it? 
No, it's there's just... actually some good players in it. I saw the there was um, Geronimo uh, was in it, and uh, I believe he beat um, uh, who did he beat in the finals? He beat a real player in the finals. It was it was a, a really good win for him. You know, it wasn't like a world class field, but there was some there was some good Filipinos in it. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Graham Hickman, how you doing, buddy? Any topics for tonight? Well, we, we've got a couple, but we're a little bit bare on... Uh, so, listen, if anybody's got anything, anyone's tuning in, they want to talk about anything, they want to hear us discuss anything that's been going on, then uh, we're more than happy tonight. Tonight, we, we we can kind of hand it over to you guys tonight. We've got a couple of things that have happened. You know, but we've got a bit of mention out to Mohamed Sufi. Made yeah. a name for himself at the World Pool Championships by coming second, lost in the final to uh, Sanchez Ruiz. Well, he got his revenge at the Euro Tour that just finished. Destroyed him. And beat Sanchez Ruiz in the final. He beat and him like he owed him money, too. So the guy is on fire at the moment. He is on cloud nine. Sorry about the pun. But, yeah, you know, Pinoza, if you're watching, then you can use that in your magazine. You get that one for free. Sufi on cloud nine at the moment. He just can't do anything wrong. It's just amazing what so he's doing. And let, yeah. let me ask you this question, Jim. Because yep. I I don't somebody I've actually had a few people ask me this in the last week. Do you think that Sufi's game is sustainable for let's say a year? And let, I'll frame it by saying this: We kind of saw. I mean, you'll see these kind of shooting star players that come up every now and then, and they have they burn hot for two three months, and then you don't end up seeing him anymore. A good example of that is Omar Al Shaheen, and of, of course, you still see Omar. It's not like he's he's gone for good, but. He had a run there where I think he took second in the World Ten Ball. Uh, he, he placed fourth in the U.S. Open, I think. Like he, he had a stretch there where he was really high. He never got any wins, but he got really high and he made a couple of really good showings. Uh, but now, uh, you, if he makes the final thirty-two or the final sixty-four, that's not a huge surprise. But you don't often see him make runs into the quarters or semifinals or anything like that. Do you think Sophie is more like a? Francisco Sanchez Ruiz, who didn't come out of nowhere, but he really came on strong the last kind of out, you know, super quickly, we'll say, uh, and is now dominating everything. Or do you think he's more like an Omar Al Shaheen where he's going to spend maybe a month, two months, three months at the most, uh, you know, up towards the top of events, and then we're just going to see him fall off? What do you think? Well, the way he's introduced himself to the pool world is more like an Omar, um, kind of. I mean, he came further out of nowhere than. Yeah. Well, Omar did. Omar was still a known player, you know. And from Syria, um, you would you would kind of expect that. Yeah. Well, no, but he's he's not from. He is from. He's Syrian he's origin. Syria, he lives in Germany. Around around these parts, everybody knows who he is. Everyone knows he's a top player. Did we expect this to happen from him? No. No, I didn't expect it to, to explode like this. But we know that he can play. You saw bef even before the World Championships, his his Fargo was around the seven seventy seven or seven eighty. Uh, you don't get that with, with being a an average player. You know, the guy's a good player. Maybe just hasn't traveled as much, or, or or you know stayed within his own bubble in Germany, where it's tough enough to to, to be a pool player in Germany because we've got so many good players. Um, is it sustainable? For me, just my opinion. Players who have the game, the the kind of game that 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 uh, Sophie has, with that all-out attack and just going for everything, it's a confidence game. You know, when your confidence is high, you can play that kind of pool. What we will need to see in the future, assuming we get to see him more and more and more and becoming more prolific in, in, in bigger tournaments and playing more, is how does he react when 
confidence is not at the ultimate high that it obviously is at the moment. What's his B game? It, ultimately, your sustainability within the pool world is will be based on what kind of B game you have. If things are not going great, can you still compete? Can you still fight? Um, we haven't seen that from him yet. We obviously just a couple of months he's had. I mean, his his confidence is through the roof. So he's still going for all his shots. He's still getting away with some stuff, you know. Semi final against Niels, probably should have lost. You know, Niels has got Niels has gone hill hill. He's broke. He's got an open table. He's got an open shot in the one, and he's down on his shot. And somebody in the crowd has a brain fart, and and either I don't know what happened. Whether they shouted something or they fell off their chair, or it was something. It wasn't just a cough. Put it this way, and it really Niels had to get up off his shot. Played this one ball. It was a little bit the, the, the pot wasn't so difficult. The position maybe a little bit uh, tricky. And he expected the referee to then either stop the clock or reset the clock, reset. which is what happens in something like this. You know, if you're forced to come off your shot sure. because something's happened, but the referee didn't. He just he said time, which means in the Euro, in, in the Euro tour and stuff like that means you have ten seconds left. Niels is sort of a bit surprised, and he's got back down on his shot. He's had to rush it. He's made the ball, but he's got out of line on his next shot, and it screwed him over. You know, and. These are the kind of little things that are going for Sufi at the moment, you know, when, you know, little roles and little things are that, that, that need to happen for him are happening. He's playing great pool as well, don't get me wrong. Um, but, yeah, we, we have to wait and see what happens when he has to fight, you know, when he's not making everything, you know, when he's not, you know, getting the little roles and stuff like that. What kind of B game does he have? I'm assuming, and I, I'm, I'm sure he does from what I know of him, he can play match play pool as well, you know, and he can keep himself relevant in matches and, and not just be blown away um but we're going to have to see can he can he stay up there i i, I really hope he does i hope he does because I, it's yeah. it's 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 like the dream scenario that matchroom have come along they've taken they've given all these events are given people all these open tournaments that they can go to they said from the start emily openly said the opportunities are there for people if they want to work hard and travel it's the same opportunities for everybody if you're not willing to do that you don't get the opportunities so I want to see these players come through that all of a sudden have decided, I'm going to have a go at this. This is my opportunity to actually try and see if I can make a career for pool. And I want some for, to be successful in doing it that then, then has a knock-on effect to the others to say, well, if he can do it, why shouldn't I give it a go? Why shouldn't I try? You know. So I, I hope he is successful. I hope he stays there. I hope he does, doesn't disappear. Uh, I mean, wins his first Euro Tour off the back of getting to the, the, the final of the World Championships. If any of the top guys had done that, you'd have said they're, they're, it's an amazing achievement. So it, for him, it's also an amazing achievement. And he should be applauded for what he's, for what he's achieved because uh, winning a Euro Tour is not easy. So um, I, hope, I, I hope, I think he'll learn a lot uh, in the coming six months, you know, playing the World Pool Masters and playing the, 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 the Championship Pool. He'll learn a lot about himself, about whether or not he can compete. Uh, we'll learn a he lot. He definitely about deserves him. those bids. Absolutely. After, after he, what he's he, done. Deserves, he deserves them as much or more than, shall we say, maybe other players who have also been <laughs> given a spot. Um, so, yeah, uh, delighted for him. Uh, I don't know him personally, but he seems like a really a really nice guy, very, uh, um, mo a very modest uh, kind of guy. So, um, yeah. Happy for him, delighted, and uh, it's just who, nobody else seems to be able to beat uh, Sanchez. 
you know. Uh, the rest of them are hunting them down, and there's only one guy that's the the that's done it recently. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's always like that one player, right? So, like Joshua Filler, we found out that Alex Pagulain might have, might kind of have his number, right? Uh, Wojtek Shevchuk, uh, he can't beat Mario He, and he's kind of like has like his as like his. Everyone's got kind of like their boogeyman. Francisco Sanchez Ruiz doesn't have that player. I mean, if you name any player out there, you can find, generally speaking, one player. I mean, for Shane, for for many, many years, it was Darren, right? Uh, for Darren, it was, you know, Mika. Mika beat him quite a bit back in the day. It's like you, you find one player, and you can usually find one player that just has an abnormally high winning percentage against that player. I don't see that with anyone with FSR right now. And, I mean, when you're, when you're running this hot, I mean, you know, who – it's a short sample. I mean, how many players has he actually played multiple times in the last, let's say, year? I'm sure there's a, there's several, but um, you know, he just seems to beat everyone. Um, I mean, it's 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 insane what the guy's done. I don't think it should be underestimated how 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 crazy it is that he holds the titles that he holds all at the same time. Uh, you I mean, the, the most like the, the most disappointing part of all of this for me is we're talking about FSR as being like, oh my God, what is he doing? This is this is so incredible. But there's another player out there that's doing the same exact thing, and we would probably hold in the same exact regard, but they can't play each other. Fair enough. Yeah. They can't play each other, right? Because FSR listen. doesn't come over and tour the U.S., and Fedor can't leave the U.S. So yeah. do you have, like, let's put it this way. If, if you had Fedor playing FSR right now in a race to 100, big table... 10 ball and then big table nine ball, let's say. Who do you pick? I don't – I have no idea. <laughs> Usually I have like a I, – I mean, I guess maybe I'd give Fedor like a small advantage in 10 ball and FSR a small advantage in nine ball, but I have no clue. It's a coin flip both ways, you know. They're both, they're both massively confident at the moment. They're both just machines on the table. You know, FSR's got a little bit more of that rhythm. You know, he can be a bit, maybe a little bit more intimidating. But Federer's just ice, absolute ice when he's on the table. And they both, these are the two guys in the world just now that have that aura about them where I think I think other players are generally scared of them. You know, there's very few players that have had that. You know, Shane had it, obviously. Darren had it. You know, but there's not a lot of players. I mean, Filler had it, and he doesn't have it anymore. You look at like what, like, like, but he doesn't have that fear factor anymore. He's he's still an absolute monster of a player. But you know, I'm sure when 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 there's there's top top guys are walking into a tournament, and they're looking where is Federer in the draw, and where am I in the draw, and and they're doing the same with FSR. Where is he in the draw, and where am I in the draw? You know, and it's. I never thought this would. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I never ever thought that this would happen at, with pool the way it is just now. That there would be dominance from such a, a such a small, basically two players. You know, um, I thought with all, with all the opportunities they are and all the tournaments they are for 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 those guys to be basically picking off ninety percent of them is just insane. You know, yeah, the, the, FSR the, is the, winning everything the, you want to win, and yeah, Fedor is winning everything that you want to win for money. <laughs> no, Fedor's winning everything he can play in, and yeah. FN, FSR is winning everything that he wants to win. You know, um, if Fedor's in there, does FSR win them all? You can't say yes, you can't say no. 
You know, Feder, Feder, Feder still has to go through seven matches, you, you know, to, yeah. to to win these things. You know, FSR's done it. Feder, yes, he's, I mean, an amazing player and he's one of the top guys in, in the world at the moment in all disciplines. Crazy again, you know, that he can just play all these disciplines and be so good in them. Um, and I can't wait. I think we're being robbed at the moment um, of, of, of seeing Feder in these big tournaments. We all want to see it. We all want to see him back. We're all being robbed at the moment. But what he's what what, what what he's having to what he's doing just now and what he's having to do by playing all these one pop tournaments, these bank tournaments, you know, these the, the, his game is growing exponentially. He's learning so much more, you know. He, the, we we're being robbed of Feder, but Feder is gaining so much knowledge and so much so much information playing in all these other tournaments that yeah, he's just going to he's going to be better and better. You know, there's not going to be a shot on the table that he won't be able to play. By the time he comes back, and that's one thing that a lot of the other guys don't have. You know, very few players have that all-round ability just to see every shot in every single way. You know, they don't have that. You know, Jason doesn't have that. You know, Filler doesn't have that. Sanchez Ruiz doesn't have that. Ferro goes, he just sees like four or five different ways to play a shot because he just okay, how do I play? How do I play this one pot? You know, how am I playing this? If it's a one-pocket shot, how am I? It's just the amount of information and knowledge he's going to be gaining. Is, is is incredible so across across all forums we got about 50 people uh viewing right now race to 100 uh i don't even let's just do let's just do nine ball uh race to 100 who do you think wins between fsr and fedor just out of curiosity let's see what everybody thinks um first of all i want to say fsr was asked this question if he would consider playing a long set and it, not not necessarily against fedor but against anybody else and the longest set he's ever played in his life up to now is a race of 21. that's wow. the longest set he's played in his life as a race of 21. even i've played a race to 100. wow i was not expecting so, this many six straight fedors 100 uh, yeah 100 uh, yeah, 100 might be 100 might be stretching for him but i mean i don't think the guy uses a lot of energy when he's playing you know, he's such a quick, he sees, he sees the table so quickly. Um, I, I don't think. Hey, we have our first FSR. <laughs> what do you I, think? I mean, I, at, at this moment in time, it, it, it's very difficult for me to judge what Federal's nine ball game's like because we don't see him playing it, you know? Well, we um, saw it at the U.S. Open and he was eliminated in the round of 32 by uh, Tyler. By Tyler, yeah. I mean, I mean, th does that tell you everything about Federer's nine ball game? I don't think it does. It's just one game, you know? Um, it's a race at nine. Uh, I think at the time it was a race. Maybe it was a race to eleven at the time, but I think it, I think it's I mean just nine or race to eleven. I give FSR the I, nine ball. I, I give FSR the nine ball, and I give Goss the ten ball. I think I agree with that. Uh, but I, I think I think Fedor <laughs> has something that uh, Fedor has something that FSR doesn't, and FSR is like really really likable. I mean, I have never heard anybody say a bad word about him, and everybody absolutely adores him on the tour. Uh, Fedor is a fan favorite. I think FSR is a peer favorite. I think everybody loves, of his peers, I think everybody loves FSR. And if you took a poll of his peers and Fedor, it'd be, it, oh, it'd be really interesting. If you ask the fans, the fans all love Fedor. I think they're going to pick Fedor just because of that. Or at least partially. You can't, you can't remove that. But it, I, depends which fans, the, it depends which fans you ask. If you ask the American fans, yes, they're going to go for Fedor. Sure. If you sure. ask the European fans, it's not like it's not like it's ninety percent European fans want Fedor. And the other, we 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 support both of them. It's it it would be you know, 
Again, you know, the, if these, two, if hypothetically these two ever go to get together, you've got this conversation about what pockets, what break rules. Blah, blah, blah. If they play on a matchroom table, they play. Let, let's say they play. The, the World Pool Masters is finished. Yeah, and the table still standing there, and they say, right, race hundred on this with these break rules. Nine, uh, nine on the spot. Same break rules. Everything matchroom on this matchroom table under these lights. Who wins? FSR nine ball. Stick them on a table in a club in the states. You know, maybe Federer. Yeah, Federer's got more chance. Because, and I'm only saying that. I mean, it's still a coin flip, but I'm only saying that because I have to give a little bit more weight to FSR because he's done it on that table. Federer has, hasn't had as many opportunities on that table for reasons that we all know, but when he has had the opportunities, he hasn't performed. Not to not to the not to that stage that we think Ferragos should be getting. Ferragos should be getting every tournament, he should be getting last eight every single time, minimal and further. He hasn't done it in the matchroom events, you know? Yeah. I, that's, I the only, that's, that's the only reason I would go with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh <clears throat> why don't um why don't we take a look, I guess, just because I think it's interesting. Why don't we look, take a look at the uh, Premier League pool, which is going to be starting up in, uh, I don't know, I guess it's uh, not not too soon, but um, they announced a lot of the picks, and I think it's just kind of interesting to look at some of them. Uh, you have your your obvious ones. You know, you have your FSR, your Elvin Ocean, Shane Van Boning, uh, Senjin Pelovanovic. I think that's kind of an obvious one. Conrad Ushishin, I like that one. Uh, Sky Woodward, uh, Stoa, uh, South Korea, if I'm not mistaken, is that the uh, that was the do you know who that was? No, Am that's I, a female, that's a girl, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the one that just won the world championships, uh, yeah. Okay, I, I like that, I think that's awesome. I think that uh, the premier yep. loop pool is it is absolutely a it is absolutely a profile building tournament. Nothing more. Right. I think that the the the, the 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 women's world champion at minimum the women's world champion would be should be in there every year. Yeah, minimum. Yeah, I think there should be two. Personally, I think there should be Perhaps. two. I think there should be yeah. the highest rated woman player in the world, whether that's you know Simming Chen if that could ever happen, mm. or you know just whoever the world champion is. I think that's. Uh, I think this is a perfect perfect opportunity to profile some of the women and some of the younger players. So I really, really like the idea that uh, uh, the Khalid is in this, uh, the the junior player from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, he made, you know, some great runs. I think he, he won that tournament. Like the, he, had, he took first place, I think, in the, the highest prize pool ever. He lost the finals. The finals. But he, he, got he, more, he got more, he got more than the world champion got for winning the world championship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First prize was like three hundred and seventy-five thousand or something. Yeah, if, crazy. if I remember right, Saudi money. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. So I love to see the some junior players. And I, to be honest with you, what I would really like to see with the wild card, I'd love to see Joey Tate get in there. How great would that be? Yes, I, I agree. Um, it's a profile building thing. Get the people in there with a the story. Yeah, but okay, you, you you have to weigh that against people who deserve to be there as well. Um, but do, yeah, but this do, is do, this do, is event. Put it, put it, do, do we we do like we know Joey Tate, but do does the world, the pool world, know Joey Tate if he gets beat nine three by Shane and doesn't swap the four for the five ball? That's the point, right? I mean, this no, is, that's it. That, that's I, it. I, I mean, yeah, I feel I, I feel he needs to kick on from there and do more. 
Uh, well, we started this. We started this by saying this is a profile building. Correct, but, there, but but it's not. He's not quite. He, for me, he's not quite in that in that list of players yet. You know, but he's everything that you want. He's 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 young. He's a great player. He's got a story. He's got a family around him. Uh, he's got you know his, his entire family is involved in the pool world. Uh, he's got and a, and and, and his time nine nine siblings. And his time will come, but but also it's still you know you, you still have to have the 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 players in there that that that, that are top of the world that people want to watch. On okay, TV. well, will you t will you tell me a reason why Earl Strickland should be there then, and I'll tell you none, a reason not, why uh, none whatsoever, none, none whatsoever. Because Joey, you, Tate, you see, there's there's for me there's zero reason why Earl Strickland should be there. There's none absolutely no we, reason. The dude people, cannot people play. Talk we, about, we saw it at the Moscone Cup. People talk about bringing in viewership. That 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 ship has sailed for me. Um, I still think he gets the we, eyeballs. We don't. We, pool pool doesn't need Earl Strickland to bring in viewership. People need Earl. People we, we need pool needs Earl Strickland playing Earl Strickland pool, not being just a name Earl Strickland. And the the idea that viewership goes up just because he's playing. If viewership goes up, it's because people want to see him blow up, and that's not a reason to. That's not the reason we want people to be tuning into the game. I I. I mean, everybody who listens to this podcast knows my thoughts on Earl's, Earl at this point. I think he's more of a, he's way more of a toxic. I don't know. He, he's he's way more poison to this game than he is anything else at this I point. Don't completely, I, I, I don't completely agree with the whole poison thing. I just think it's it's his his time is gone. It's it's been and gone. He, he yep. he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. His legacy will always oh, he's be one of the best ever. He's the best nine ball player that's ever played the game. My opinion. I mean, you have your opinion of it being toxic, but the, the time is gone. You know, you yep. well, dig up Willie Moscone and sit him in front of the table if you really want. I mean, he's not yeah. he's not a relevant player anymore. Matt Poland he's asked me who would I rather see in that slot. I, I I think I would rather see Joey Tate in that spot. Let's build the next. Let's build the next Earl Strickland or the next Shane Van Boning. You know, he's got a profile. He's got a little bit of a profile from the mix up, and I, obviously, it's. You know, you can only milk that for so long, but it's not like he hasn't won some stuff in in the meantime. He's won some good matches. He's he's won a tournament out of South Carolina. Uh, he you know with with uh, he he double dipped um, BJ Ushery in the finals of a, a tournament in South Carolina. BJ Ushery is like a seven seventy five Fargo something like that. I mean, he double dipped him in the finals. That's play. the kid can play, but yeah. you could also just turn. So let, let's just make it easy. Junior world champion gets a place. Sure, that's fine. That yeah, I'd be. I junior, okay world, junior world champion gets a place in the, the sure. yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another player. I mean, if you want to go nostalgic and you want to get like an old player, I mean, why not Efren? Obviously, he still has the stamina with 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 the run he made at uh, the Derby City Classic. Why not put Efren Efren there? Well, he was of he was he was to be there in the World Cup of Pool um, last year, wasn't he? But he just he couldn't get his visa sorted out. But he was in. He was announced. So he's still on the radar of Matchroom um, sure. again. Do, do do I take the place of a of a uh, Pelovanovic because of the no I don't I mean but there's a lot of players to fill those well, those, those spots you know and we 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 want to see the best already, guys yeah. battling it we want to see the best guys battling it out. I don't know that I I don't know I don't I don't agree that we, I don't know at some point in time at some point it's like. It's like the NBA All-Star since the All-Star game, since that just happened a little bit ago. You watch the NBA All-Star game, not necessarily because it's the best players in the world. Of course, obviously, it's the best players in the world. But what you're really watching is you're watching basically 
you're basically watching an exhibition, right? And this to me is a lot closer to an exhibition than it is a real pool event. And obviously that, you know, Matchroom wants to make it a real pool event and that's fine. But yeah, it's we've, to, got that it's already. Like, we've got that. That's Moscone Cup. This is another, this is another type of exhibition type yeah, of format to me. And because of that, I want to see the people that I want to see. And the people that I want to see is not Earl Strickland, who's going to be torpedoing his pool cue across the room after a second loss in a row. I want to see the next, I want to see the next generation. I want to see if I'm going to have the old generation, if I want to have, you know, the previous generation, I want it to be somebody that I still want to watch. And I want to watch Efren Reyes every single possible second that I can, because He's the well, GOAT. Everybody loves watching him. The pool world went crazy when he made his run at Derby. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to go crazy like that for Earl Strickland. I don't know. One of the slight problems with the, with, with the Champions and I don't see a problem. It's, it's, it's an issue for, for certain players, I guess. Not everybody starts at the beginning. You have a group of players that start at the beginning and then every day a new player or two. No, no, joins. no. They don't do that. That they don't do that anymore. The, they changed the format last year. The so format everybody was, starts at the beginning. Everybody starts, and after I think after after day two, they eliminate two players, and then after day five, they eliminate two players okay. or something like that. I don't I don't remember the exact format, but the, it's not the way that it was the first year where they start with players. One gets moves on. Okay. Players come in. Yeah, it's um all sixteen. Oh, uh, here all sixteen players face each other once across uh, the. F- First five days of play after day five, the bottom six in the league table are eliminated. The remaining so 10 players face each other big. again across day six and seven before four more players are eliminated. The remaining six players each play each other one more time on day eight before the top four contend the playoffs. All group matches are raised to five alternate break. So basically what they've done now is they've taken the, the Premier League darts. Survivor style. The, yeah, the Premier League darts they're using now, which... Yeah. Which is better? The players are more likely to come across because they know they're definitely getting five days of pool. Um, There's something to be said for what you're saying. Um, you certainly you don't want it to be the same 16 players that get the Masters. You know, you don't want that to alter because I mean they're, they're getting announced at the same time, so you you don't want it to be the same players. That's 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 not right. Uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested to see. Uh, well, there's there's four wild cards, so let's hear let's hear your four wild cards. Who do you like? Well, name the, one, name the twelve that have been announced: Albin, uh, FSR, Shane, Khalid, uh, Jason Shaw, Conrad Ustishin, Sanjin Pelovanovic, Wu Kun Lin, which I'm very happy about because Wu Kun Lin has been the best player out of Taipei. Mm-hmm for probably two years now, and he does not get any sort of shine because he's completely overshadowed by the co-brothers and Cheng Jung Lin. Uh, I'm telling you what, Wu Kun Lin is the best player out of Taipei right now. Uh, Alex Pagulayan, Earl Strickland, Sky Woodward, and uh, the CEO, uh, the South Korean world uh, female world champion. Right, I don't I'm want to bring that up because I'm never going to remember. Wrong. Premier League pool, I guess all the players are here. So you, we need four wild cards. Yep. I'll start if you want. I'll st- yeah, I'll start. No. Okay, so if if I'm gonna want to see, I want to see Mario He in this, um, mostly because I, I I mean I don't know I don't remember if he played last year or not, but I want to see I want to see uh, Mario He because I want to see how his stamina holds up, and I know that's kind of a you know kind of a rude thing maybe to say, but uh, the dude is the dude is also the semifinalist champion. I mean he is literally in the semifinals of every tournament he's ever played in his entire life, and. He's made a few finals, but he's 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 yet to break through for a major title. And I think that you know this is 
besides hero tours and stuff like that. But I want to, you know, I want to see Mario. He play all the time. Cause I just really like his game. Uh, I want to see the next generation call me a Homer from the Americans, but I do want to see uh, Joey Tate get a nod. I think that'd be really fun to see build the next uh, U S generation. And he has the most marketability of any junior that I know of. Uh, so Joey Tate, I'd like to see, I would like to see uh, Mario. He, and then from there, I guess I would like to see, I would like to see Dennis Arcoyo get into this. I mean, I, I think we're kind of robbed now that he can't get back to the U S I mean, I miss watching Dennis play and I don't know, anytime I can see Dennis play with the best players in the world, I kind of get excited about that. So I wouldn't mind seeing Dennis. And then I would like to see Johan Chua. I think Johan Chua is like a, the next Filipino that, you know, if, if he continues on the trajectory that uh, trajectory that he is, I think he could be the next big Filipino player to kind of take the the uh, the mantle from Dennis once, you know, he kind of fades off into the, you know, age black hole. I'd like to see him get in there. All right. What do you think? Well, first of all, one of the wild cards is Sufi. Oh, Sufi. Okay. So he, he it was an okay, so I, spot. So. Okay, if I'm re- I, I got to remove one, then I'll remove uh, Dennis. So Sufi's in, yeah. It was already announced, as far as yeah. I'm aware. Premier League pool. Yeah, true, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know why his name's not already on the list here. I'm looking at the list just now. Um, I'm glad to see Eklund isn't on there. Just just to give yes. you a second more to think. Kind of, it makes I'm me fine. so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I'm, I didn't want to say who I'm glad. Though. I think I think he needs to pull his trousers up. I would love to get. I would love to just get hold of him for half an hour and shake his head, uh, and, and and say, "Listen, me, you're one of the you you should be one of the best guys in the world. You should be fighting for every tournament you're playing, and and you're just. I don't know if he's bumming around, if he's not interested, or what. I don't, I really don't know. Anyway, Sufi, I, I wouldn't surprise me to see Niels getting a spot. Got a quarterfinal of the world, semifinal of the last Euro Tour. He's playing if well. If we don't, I bet you, I bet you will hear his voice regardless. I'm pretty sure it'll be be in the building somewhere. Um, who else do I like? Um, this is a riveting podcast. It's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I look at this. Al Qaeda's not been announced. David, okay. yeah, don't know. He, that's he's always a good shout. I mean, you're talking about you. You would love to see a couple of Filipinos in there, Ooh. but obviously the travel restrictions. Are they going to make it? Are they going to get there? I like Dave's. I like Dave's suggestion. I, I like Aloysius Yap in there too. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. Good Yap's a good shout as well. Um, I yeah, I'm going to say Sufi, Niels, Yap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could Max Lechner, you could do Mario. Mm. He there's 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 so many. It's a, can... such a tough one. There's also room there for. It's like you said. There's room there for another just out of the park. You know. Uh, I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing um, Bader Aldawadi or uh, Al Yusuf. Yeah, I don't know about Al Yusuf. I don't think Al Yusuf gets here. He's not. He's not done the things that got him. Loho Sum, matchroom favorite. Any? They like him. Seems to be. Don't know. It's a he's tough sneaky one. We'll tall, see. by the way. But see, that's I there's just, so many players. You know, there's so many players. Wojtek. 
you know, Zhezhkin gets in, but Whitech doesn't. I mean, that, uh, you know, Conrad, you know, uh, Conrad seems to be the, the the guy that's getting the the flowers at the moment, as far as Zelinsky, Victor Zelinsky. How do you not have him in there? If you've got if you've got Conrad in there, how do you not have Victor in there? You know what? How's he above? How's he above Victor as far as as getting that spot? I, if you're just looking for a Polish player, I, I I'm not entirely sure. I really don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see Zelinsky in there. Zelinsky, I think yes. I, I, one of my picks would definitely be Victor Zelinsky. Perfect. Well, I, I'm going to cut you off there because I'm sick of waiting for you to answer a five-second question over the course of 15 minutes. So that'll well, be Well, see, you, you you answered it in, in 30 seconds <laughs> without actually putting one of the guys who's already been announced in it. So, yeah. Well so done. I found, a way to, I found a way to pick more. <laughs> you found a way to pick five people for four spots. Emily, hire him. <laughs> I don't think she wants to... Uh murder somebody or maybe she does so what else have we got in here anybody got any good questions in here i haven't really been looking and i can't yeah uh, uh there's been a few uh, along the way um i guess uh oi no yuki oi we didn't mention him i mean at some point i mean at some point new at some point no yuki oi has to win something I was going to say, I don't think it's super controversial to say that Nuyukioi has never won a single thing in his career yeah. that is world quality. I mean, he's won an All Japan Open, which is not a—it's not an easy event to win. That's a real tournament. Um, but I think we all know that Nuyukioi is there for his interviews. And over the course of nine days, maybe you do want to have a microphone in front of him six, seven, eight times. And it's not like he's a bad player. I mean, Nuyukioi is still a world quality player. He just hasn't. He he's never broken through and gotten that title that validates his career, yeah. but he's got a, He's gone viral enough to, uh, to justify his spot yeah. at the end of the day, this is an exhibition. And I think an exhibition, you could, you kind of got to get the people in there. Yeah. But it's an, it's an to... exhibition, but it's, you're, there's still an opportunity to win a substantial amount of money there, you know? And in my opinion, if you've got these invitational tournaments at a certain stage, you've had, like five years of getting invited to every single tournament, it's time to win one or you're not getting invited back again. Your place is going to get taken by somebody else because if you're just there or, and, or you you numbers, really and you're not winning shit, I'm sorry, but you, win something, you know, and there's a or few you better players have some are, really good interviews. Yeah. There's some a few really players, good interviews. There's a few players that are in there, you know, and I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll even say it myself and you know, Jason needs to win one pretty soon. In my opinion, because he's getting it. He's getting the cookies. He's getting the, the flowers all the time. Yeah, I win one because it dries up eventually, you know. Um, these guys need to start with, you know, these top, top guys. There's a, there's a whole bunch of players that are coming up behind you. There's a, there's a Sufi here. There's a Sufi there. There's a Sufi around the next corner. They all want your spots. You guys are getting all your invitations every single time to every single tournament. Best start winning them. Or you might not get your invitations anymore. Yep. Uh, Terry Drake asked, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joshua Filler didn't work out with his travel schedule with the Predator event. Uh, well, he made his own travel schedule. Yeah, 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 of course. But um, the Predator World 10 ball, it, the way that it worked out with his travel schedule is it just wasn't going to work to be able to get there after that event. So he pulled out. Um, Dirk Ridley asks, uh, how does Sufi's style affect future players in the speed argument? Uh, 
I mean, I guess uh, I don't think that I am firmly of the camp that, well, there is definitely something to it. I think Shane Van Boning ruined an entire generation of players coming out of the U.S. Because the way that his mechanics, I've, seen, doesn't work. I've yeah. seen so many players, so many players who have that, you know, if you watch Shane play, you know, he's he's got the back arm and his first movement is always, and he does, I, I believe he does that to create free acceleration so that you're not, you're not accelerating out of, you know, a dead stop. The shoulder kind of goes up and it goes down into a swinging motion. I think that's just free acceleration. But to be able to control that, especially when you're nervous, uh, you're fatigued, you're, you know, you're, you're under the gun, it's super, 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 super tough to control that all the time. And Shane Van Boning has done it better than anybody else. But I, as somebody who does instruction and tries to help people with their game, I'm telling you what, I see stuff in I see stuff that he does in so many aspects of of their game and people just can, if you're not willing to train 12 hours a day to perfect your mechanics the way that he has perfected them you, it's just not going to work. You you got to you got to hmm. but I guess going into that um I think Shane is different. Uh, I mean, he's reached legendary status like few others have ever reached. Um, and so he's going to have an impact on a younger generation coming up that players like Sufi never will. I mean, there's – I mean, I'm talking completely out of my element here. I have no idea if this is true. But I do know that Syria is a bit of a – I. Uh, a mess. We'll just put it that yeah, way. A bit of a mess yeah, right yeah, now. Careful what you say. <laughs> I can well, I cannot imagine that there is a lot of eight-year-olds coming up with the luxury of being able to go to their pool room and practice uh having Sophie as a benchmark or a or an idol or something like that. I just I can't I again I'm talking out of my element. I have no idea what's actually going on in the ground. I only know what I get projected to from the u.s media it seems like it's a bit of a nightmare and so i don't see how that is going to the next generation of pool players is coming out watching sophie being like oh my god he just got second place i could be that i need to train um with that being said you know there is no it will, it have will have, it, should have an, it should have an inspiration for, for for people who think oh hold on a minute it might i could have a go at this if sophie's doing it you just sure. don't do it the way he does it. Nobody has ever done it the way he does it. We've we've had the discussion about whether it's sustainable or not. He's got that outside arm. I can I, I mean I can I, I can't guarantee you, but I can tell you where, where that's come from. The guy's like four foot tall. It's only been the last couple of years that he's been able to get over the top of the table properly. So he's probably spent the first eight years he spent playing pool. He spent having to do this just to get his arm above the table and get his cue flat on the table. You know, he's not the biggest guy, you know, and you see a yeah. lot of kids, they play like this, but eventually they get a little bit taller. And then, but I'm guessing he didn't actually get tall enough until probably about 12, 13 years old. And by that time it's been set and it's in, and that's now his motion, you know, and nobody's going to try and replicate it. I wouldn't think because you can't replicate that. Go try it. You'll, you won't even. Or he just really ball. likes Keith McCready. Maybe he, maybe he grew up watching Keith. Yeah. McCready. But Keith, Keith, Keith wasn't like that either. <laughs> Keith, Keith, you know, Sufi's almost got a parallel arm, almost like he's yeah. doing a jump shot on every shot, except yeah. he's, he's got it flat. McCready was outside, but his whole arm was outside, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I Yeah, I just don't think – I don't think a lot of players look at him and are going to be, like, wanting to model their game off him. Unless, usually that is like a – you know, you got to have some, some like, a, 
national pride that goes into something like that to want to emulate somebody's game that that perfectly. And I've seen it in an entire generation of players from Shane. Uh, and Shane just outworks everybody in the entire world so he can get away with those. I don't know if you want to call I mean, I would probably call them imperfections in his uh, mechanics, although who the hell am I to say that? <laughs> but he, I mean, there's a reason he's the only player in the world that plays the way he does. Right. I mean, there's, can you name a single other professional pool player that plays anywhere close to the way he does with his well, mechanics? People, people, people have tried to emulate Shane and it's come down to you can't, but you, there's certain parts of his game that you can learn from, you know, the break. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's got his, Tyler's break is Tyler's break because he watched Shane Van Boning's break a million times in show, slow motion, videoed himself breaking, made tiny adjustments to get his break as close as he possibly could, the mechanics to Shane's break. That's why Tyler's got the break he's got. But that's yeah. more, if, you're, if you want to emulate anything there, emulate the work ethic that Tyler had to spend all those hours to actually Correct. do it. And now he has There's a reason why. You know, there's a reason why uh, Tyler's favorite professional player was Kobe Bryant, and it was because of the work ethic. Yeah, it's worth yeah. work ethic. And if you want to emulate somebody, it's fine to emulate somebody, but you're gonna have to work hard to do it because that's outside your own comfort zone. Because you're naturally that's not the way you play the game, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, everybody's got their own thing. I mean, none of these top guys hit the ball the same. But they're still damn good at what they do. So I mean, there is no perfect way to do it. Um, I don't like the idea of people trying to come like out. FSR and Fedor are getting close, though. <laughs> no, they're not. They, they don't have the. Do they have the perfect action? What's the perfect action? They have. They have completely different actions. So which one's perfect? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They. But they, I don't think, I mean, Fedor has done more, I think, I think, I mean, I don't know about uh, FSR, but I think Fedor's done more on his technique through his career than what FSR has. He's worked a hell of a lot with uh, Johan Rousing, who's very much on yeah. the mechanics, has also worked with Tyler. You can see there are similarities in Tyler's stroke and also in Fedor's stroke with the, the elbow drop and, and stuff like that. That's come all from Johan. Um, but other players have tried that as well and just didn't like it. So it's, it's either something you, you know, you either like it, you don't like it. It works for you. It doesn't work for you. Same as a tip. What's a perfect tip? Nobody knows. It's different for everybody else. What's the perfect uh, uh, shaft? Different for everybody else. Different. I don't like the idea of trying to emulate and try and copy somebody. Certain shots, you know, if you want to get better at jumping, maybe you look at Niels or somebody like that. They got the guys that, that, that jump really, really well. Nate, obviously, jump master Mindham there. These, these are the guys, you know, these are the guys you for certain shots, but how you actually play the game today. Yeah. I don't know. Any, any other questions out there that anybody wants asked? We'll uh, get them in. Um, I, I guess we've talked, uh, we could talk a little bit about the Estonian Open. Uh, congratulations to uh, Alex Kazakis. He's the winner. Yes, I watched uh, the finals over. Uh, uh, he played uh, P.S. Labudis, uh, the Bambino in the finals. That was a pretty uh, entertaining match. Alex mm -hmm. could not make a ball in the break. He eventually ended up being able to make a ball in the break and caught a little gear. Uh, that was a fun match to watch. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dennis Graba gets third place in the Estonian Open, so that mm -hmm. seems fitting. Would have been nice to see him actually win the Estonian Open. That would have been fun, but um, I don't know. Yeah, Alex, I think, uh, Alex, uh, Alex had a good run in the Euro Tour as well. I think quarterfinal, semifinal. I think sounds uh, right. Yeah, 
Um, so he had a good run. I think he may. Yeah, I think maybe lost in the semi-final to uh, to uh, FSR. So he had a good week, Alex. Um, yep, a couple of good tournaments, yep. well organized. Estonia is a lovely place to go to. Yep, yep. I'll find out this summer. Are you going? Are you? Yeah. Yeah, nice. going to uh, going to Something. Poland, Poland, Lithuania, and Estonia. Oh, you're um, going to Wojtek's wedding, aren't you? You got an invitation to Wojtek's wedding. All that free vodka. Yeah, I know you're a superstar. Going to use it as an opportunity to go harass uh, Pius in uh, Lithuania. You're going to go in there and you're going to have a shirt. And you're going to get all the pool players that are there to sign your T-shirt. You'll be going around taking selfies with all the pool players at Wojtek's wedding. <laughs> like a yeah. proper fanboy. <laughs> Have you met me? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. That's like all I do is I just... I just you, even did, you did it with me. Goodness me. I know. I, I I was so excited. I'd sat on a couch with you for like six hours. I was so excited. Cuddling your pillow. Yeah. Well, it's either, it's either you or the pillow. You, so you, well, you did give me a cuddle at one stage as well. You were that upset about how America was playing. If I'm not mistaken, I think you put your head on my shoulder first, buddy. I feel sorry for you. You looked unhappy. Yeah. Well, I ran out of Bloody Marys. God. How many of those? I, I, I don't, it's not the amount of Bloody Marys that I drank. It's how many olives I must have eaten over the four days. <laughs> because every time I got a Bloody Mary, there was like three olives in it. And there were these massive big olives about that size. And they were so They're nice. American size. But I must have, oh God, I must have eaten about 30 of them a day. For four days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a good run of it out there. That was fun. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We have to, well, we have to start planning our uh, our London Moscone Cup. Yeah. Are you coming yeah. over? Are you? Well, why wouldn't I? What do I have better yeah. to do? Yeah. I mean, there I haven't is. missed a. Mo- I guess I, I guess I missed the COVID year. Uh, I haven't missed the Moscone Cup uh, until 2018. They're fun. Yeah. Fun enough. Fun enough. Do it all again. So what's the next tournaments coming? Well, we got the, the Predator things, the Las Vegas Open and the World 10 Ball. Who do you fancy for them? Uh, do you think... I mean, do you see it happening? FSR adding the 10 Ball World Champ all at the same time, 8, 9 and 10? Would that would, would, would would just simple question? Would that be the greatest achievement in in the history of pool? Would it be the greatest achievement? Uh, yes, I do think it would be. But we would Insane. be robbed a little bit. We would be robbed because in a calendar year, it would he would have all three of them. However, they weren't all the same year, and I think that takes a little bit away from it. Unfortunately, right? Yeah, so it's a little bit away with it, but that, but it's how much it's does it really take away? How much does it really take away from it? <laughs> so it's well, not, I'm looking at so you're saying, I'm looking so at it you're saying it's like it's like the tennis grand slam, but yes, that's, that's open, exactly you, what I was going to go. Australian Open, you win in a different year from the other three. Yes, I that, think that would mean something in tennis. I, I think if it, that's also has that ever. Well, been I'm looking done? at it. I'm not looking at it from like a, like a here and now. I'm looking at it from a historical perspective. Well, it would only so it, it only loses its shine if somebody else does do it. Until well, somebody actually does do it all in one year, it's still the greatest achievement. Sure, but I don't think it's. I don't think historically you look at it the same way as actually getting a Serena Slam. Yeah, but nobody's had a Serena Slam. 
Serena's had a Serena slam. That's why they call it a yeah, Serena but, slam. Yeah, but she did that in tennis, not pool. Sure, but nobody's had a Serena slam in pool. There isn't a Serena slam. There isn't. It's not the Efren slam or the Strickland slam or the. Well, to be to be to be clear, I mean, it's very. When was the last time the eight ball, nine ball, and the ten ball champ, world championships all happened in the same year? It's better back, back, back when Efren and and back back when these top top guys, Efren and Errol and you know. Shane's Johnny played all three. Shane's played all three. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not not been for a while, but still, I mean, to have all have all of them and the U.S. Open. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that is the Grand Slam, really. I mean, at the moment, wouldn't you say? I mean, well, what, what is no, there a tournament? Is there a tournament that slips into the top four above one of them? Yeah, the World Eight Ball's not in there. No way. It's a World Championship. I mean, yeah, but it, it's a world championship that happened for the first time in 40 years. Doesn't matter. Who, okay, so which tournament do you put in play? If you're talking about the, the four biggest tournaments to win, which one do you put in, in oh, instead I, of I, the eight I'd put, put a bunch in. Go on. I would put a, I would put a bunch in. I would, put, uh, I would probably put um, the China Open. I would put the European Open, the UK Open. I would put probably would, the International so, Open. So you, whoa, whoa, UK Open and European Open. Two tournaments that have been played once ever, you would put above a world championship? Absolutely. Mm. Which which we field were, is we, tough? Well, let, we let me ask you this, Jim. Which really being called a world champion is better than being called a European Open champion? Which do you think had a better field in it? The European Open, the UK Open, or the rank them, rank them, mm. rank those events in terms of difficulty. It's a world championship. It's the, it's the world championship. Champion. The world. You, you are you are the champion Ob of the world at eight ball. Obviously, yes, obviously that is true and that is correct. But if predator, if the predator pro series like next year just folds, congratulations that you are the first world world eight ball champion in the last twenty years, and you'll be the the only one for the next twenty years because it's 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 not a real event. It happens every twenty years, basically at this point. I mean, obviously, you're a world champion. You're not taking that away from it. But there's got to be some sort of consistency to the titles. I mean, if you don't know that the event's even going to happen from year to year, it takes away a lot of the legitimacy of that title. And I'm not saying he's not a world champion. It's not a real one. But if you're only going to have a, an eight-ball championship once every 20 years, I mean, how, how impressive is it? I would agree with Ed Ladawi. The International Open would have a shout at getting in, but not the UK or the European. No, no way. Based no. off of where those things are right now, what I'm what I'm doing is I'm projecting ten years from now. Those I have no doubt in my mind will still exist. I have a lot of doubts in my mind whether or not the eight ball is going to exist after next year. Oh, okay. I asked you. I guess I shouldn't have bothered asking you. I asked you, and I got what I asked for. Utter nonsense. Well, I, 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 I would put the China. I would put the China Open over it. I think the last iteration no, of what no, we no. knew the China yeah, Open. Yeah, China Open. That's a difficult one now, is with all the traveling and stuff like that. And well, that's why I said yeah. the last iteration of what we understood that yeah. to be. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what the players would. I mean, at the end, it's the players that decide. It's the players that, that, that end up ranking the tournaments is what they think are the most important. I just I feel that the players would rather be call themselves a European. Uh, would rather call themselves a world champion, regardless of the discipline. And regardless of how well, often it gets played, regardless of, uh, you know. 
I'm to sure. Call I'm yourself sure, uh, world champion, you know. I'm I sure mean, Carl Boyce is pretty. Carl, happy. yeah, being a South, it's the only tournament Carl's ever won. I'm pretty sure. He'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure he'd, mean, he'd go. He'd go for the world eight ball. Eh, he's won a world pool cup. He, 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 well, he didn't do it on his own, did he? <laughs> wow. He had help from Apple. He had help from Appleton and from Niels and Nick as well. They gave him a lot of help as well in the final. True. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Boys, you would say the World Eight Ball is the greatest event ever, the most prestigious to win. Correct. Because yep. because that's the game that everybody knows. That's a game that everybody has played in a bar or in a pool hall. Is eight ball. Yeah, it is the most known game. It is the mo- it is at the end of the day the most known pool game in the world. I would say that if you, if you and I are going to agree on anything. If there are three of the four majors, three of the four majors in pool are the World 10 Ball, the World 9 Ball, and the U.S. Open. Yes. We can agree on that. Those yep. are the three. Yep. that no one, no. one, So then really what we're arguing is the fourth spot. And I put the China Open there, personally. What 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 we understood the China Open to be three years ago before COVID. Um, a, a honorable mention would be the International Open. All right. They all have their merits. They all have their merits, but I... UK Open and European Open at this moment in time don't get close. They're opens for us. They're new opens. So the US new Open. no, like I said, sorry, that's not what I meant. They're new opens have just started. Sure, know? sure. But but I, I I mean this is just my this is just my opinion. This is just my preference. I think that there's more validity to that tournament at this point because I look at the eight ball, the world eight ball is just starting. And if I'm going to look at them both as just starting, then I'm going to take a look at the fields and yes, the, the world eight ball is a world title and that is, that cannot be poo pooed, but you're not going to sit here and argue with me that the world eight ball has a tougher field than either the European open or the UK open, right? Um, Those are both harder events to win. Are they? Well, the UK and the, the UK and the European Open have every single basically they're basically a mirror image of the US Open as far as the fields. Maybe with a few more European players, which you think the Euro Tour is the hardest event in the history of forever. And basically so, the I've European never said that. I know, but you th- you think that it's a really, really, really <laughs> so you're just lying now. <laughs> Hi, I'm native. We met. Shake my hand. I mean, you're you're basically you're basically taking the U.S. Open with the the American dead money uh, players, and you're 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 replacing those with Euro Tour players, which in those fields are quote unquote dead money. But it wouldn't be surprised if they made the t- the final thirty two. Somebody no, like at the, like, the U.K. Open, there was a lot of dead Brits in there as well, a lot. Sure, yeah, but yeah, yeah okay. Sure. Let, I, I still, I mean, I'm, call me old school if you want. I still feel that there's four main games in our sport. Eight ball, nine ball, ten ball straight. I feel that the four biggest titles to win. You are old school if you think straight pool is. <laughs> straight pool hasn't been played for 20 years, real, like realistically. <laughs> I'm talking about how I, that's the way I see it. I feel that those four are the main are the four main you know types of game and i think that to be world champion at any of those four or of all of those four is bigger than anything else that's the way i that, that's the way i look at it sure. that's the way that, that's the way i would foresee pool 
if you're talking about if you want to liken it to tennis or golf, you know, golf's got its four majors, tennis has got its four majors. Pool. Why is world championship such a such a pool thing? Like, if you win the U.S. Open or the French Open or the Australian Open, they don't call you a, a, a world champion in tennis. Or if you win the Masters or the the British Open, they don't call you a world champion in golf. No, but it's just the four majors. It's the four majors. If listen, if if pool if pool was only if pool was only played with one game, if it was only nine ball that was played, of course you would only have one of them that would be the world championship. You'd have three other tournaments, the U.S. Open, international, blah blah blah, that would make up the four Grand Slams. But if 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 your if your majors are if if you if you're going to use the 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 the, the map of of like golf and tennis where there are four main tournaments that everybody wants to win. For me, I would rate those four disciplines, the world championship of those four disciplines above everything else. You to name yourself to be called a world champion. US Open gets up there. I think the US Open is that 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 is probably the top. It has been the top of our sport for years, the US Open. When the US Open meant more than anything else. Matchroom have come along, the world nine ball is going to be is going to get there and they're going to be kind of parallel with each other. I just feel like, you know, to call yourself a world champion is a pinnacle. It's either calling yourself a world champion or calling yourself an Olympic champion are the pinnacles of any sport. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Ben Young brings up a very interesting point. Uh, basically, why can't we get together as an organization or as as a as an entity, the pool entity, the pool world, and come up with the four or five majors and we're further away from that now than we were 20, 10 years ago, I think, with all the WPA drama with the uh, matchroom and Predator and matchroom drama. I mean, basically, everyone at the top hates everyone at the top. <laughs> and to get them to now come to the, you know, any sort of table and try to start talking through big industry decisions or changes or anything like that, I mean, it's there is absolutely no chance that any of these top organizations are going to come together on anything. Yeah, well, what do you, you're basically talking about Predator Matchroom. And the WPA. I mean, those are the... Uh, no, those nobody, are needs the a, nobody needs a WPA. Matchroom have proved they well, don't the, need the WPA. Well, well, we don't know that that's true yet. We haven't seen what's going to happen with the IOC. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, the, everyone's goal is to get pool into the Olympics, right? I don't. I don't think that that's going to be this big savior where once we get into the, the Olympics, like we're now valid, you know, validated as a sport and everyone's going to play pool and we're going to be on ESPN and we're going to be making trillions of dollars. But for some reason, the, the industry thinks that once we're on the Olympics, everything's going to go easy from there. And uh, the IOC has that relationship with the WPA, not with matchroom, not with predator. So if, if the IOC and the WPA continue to maintain that relationship, uh, matchroom shooting shooting themselves, well, at least shooting themselves out of that uh, relationship. We'll see what happens long term. We don't know what the ramifications are of that. I, I mean, okay, that's one thing. But this whole predator matchroom thing, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't mind that they, they they want to be separate from each other. I don't mind that they want to maybe compete with each other. That's fine for the players. It might be a little bit irritating if if they don't sort out a schedule together to make sure that the players. You know, don't have to make choices in events. But can you imagine what kind of car you'd be driving around if all the car companies got together and just built one car? We'd all be driving around in the same cars, and they'd be shit because they've got no uh, uh, competition in order to ensure that their product is better than somebody else's product. If you've got these two massive players within the whirlpool 
and they're fighting for the, 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 the attention of players. They're fighting to get these players to play in their events. You can guarantee their events are going to get better and better and better because they have to. There's competition there. If they come together and just create one event, who does quality control? Who make who makes sure that they're you know that they're they're improving all the time? They're trying to get better. Yeah, let 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 them push each other to higher things. Let them push each other to higher prize pots. Let them push each other to better events. Let them push each other to better uh, um, uh, productions for better television, for better TV rights, for for terrestrial TV, for for more streaming, for better streaming services, for multi-streamed. Let them push each other. It's, that's perfect for us, surely. It's good for us. It never, nothing ever stagnates when there's competition involved. Nothing ever stagnates when two powerhouses are going at each other to, to be the best. Let them go for I it. Disagree. Brilliant. I yeah. Well, I mean, as far as like the average uh, consumer of pool, we benefit, but I don't know that uh, the players benefit. That's what I mean. The, you, the players. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't like the. I don't well. like the idea of of one party turn around and blocking all sorts of weekends without the intention of actually using them in order that the other one can't then use those weekends and has to go and this, this, this kind of thing shouldn't be happening. I'm not saying it has happened. Rumors don't know. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, but they have to, they should work to, together with each other to a certain extent to make sure the schedule is right to look after the players. That, that I completely agree with. But as far as, you know, as far as, try, as far as far as trying to pull on the players to say, you know, maybe you want to come and play here because we're doing this this time and our prize pot's gone up, and then the other one hears that and says, "Oh shit, we can't can't be having that." No, come here. Great. Then the players benefit; they get more money. You know, players will follow the money. Assuming, yeah, well, assuming that there is no blacklisting for playing uh, certain events. Again, rumor. We don't know. We don't. I, but we don't, I, I think it's way too early to find out what this, uh, we'll say, fallout between Matchroom and the WPA is. I think it's way too soon to find out what the ramifications are going to be on that. Well, I can, I can uh, explain some of them to you already if you want, because I've had an email about it. Well, if you want to, go ahead. Uh, basically, none. Uh, if you, uh, if you're, if the country you, if you, if you go and play EPBF events, uh, Euro tours and, and stuff like that, European Championships. Um, which is still with the WPB, uh, the the WPA. Which is still with the WPA. You have to the country you're representing. If they have a federation, you have to be a member of that federation because they pay to the WPA. If the country you're representing does not have a federation, you can become a member directly with the EPBF and you pay a membership to them. And again, that goes to the WPA. Now, that's only if you're playing EPBF, uh, Euro Tours, so Euro Tours, uh, European Championships. The only matchroom event that is under the WPA is the World Nine Ball, which is just called the World Championships now. Because they pulled the off the championships. Because they pulled out all of the rest of their events. The rest of the events are out. So I, so technically, I. As a member of the Dutch Federation, can go and play in the EPB events, EPBF events as a Dutch person, and play European Championships for the Netherlands, and continue to do that like I have done for years. But for Matchroom, I can turn around and say, apart from the European, apart from the World Championships, if I was to play the World Championships, then I'd have to make a choice. But for the rest of them, I can go and play as a Brit, because it's not WPA. So then, technically, if I was to miraculously uh, get to a semi-final or a final. I could play World Cup pool for Great Britain. But I could also then turn around and say, oh, yeah, but I'm actually Dutch and play for the Dutch. Where it was before when 
all the matchroom um, events were under the WPA, I would have to choose. I'm either British or I'm Dutch. And I can't do both. So I couldn't play in the matchroom events as a Brit. I would have to play as a Dutch person or the EPBF uh, for the Euro Tours and more importantly for the European Championships would say you cannot represent the Netherlands because you have played for the UK in another WPA sanctioned event. That's basically the only difference. And the, the only difference for Matchroom is that they've turned around and said, we're going to make our own rankings in. All, all Matchroom wanted for the, for the, from the WPA was control of the rankings. And the WPA said, no, we're not doing that. So he said, okay, we leave. They don't Because the, the Matchroom don't actually need the WPA. It's not handy not to have them. No. But Barry Hearn has done the same as Snooker. Barry Hearn took Snooker and said, well, you know what? We'll just create our own uh, sanctioning body and we will do everything. And they did that. He bought World Snooker and just said, right, we're just, well, I'm just doing everything. I don't need anybody else. Why not do it? And yet? in the future, uh, I mean, we'll see what the ramifications are of, of it long term. Um, but no, see, Jeff Martin know. said, Jeff Martin said, Matchroom wanted control of the rules as well. No, they didn't, they, they didn't want control of the rules. They said, these are the rules that we're going to use for Matchroom events. So that they, they didn't want control of the rules. They didn't want to change the nine ball rules and say, yeah. everybody has to play. All they said is, these will be our rules that we're going to use for the events and the WPA. This is our requirement is that you, you you sanction our rules and say that your rule the rules that we're going to use are correct and that um and that we get the ranking. Anybody else can play nine ball any way they want to. Matchroom just said that's the way we're gonna do it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, those who have the gold make the rules. I mean that's 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 always been the case. Whoever whoever has the money gets to make the rules. And that we had I mean, if there's one thing that we know about the WPA they have no money to do what they need to do with. I mean, they're an organization that is solely lacking funding to be able to do what they need to do. At the end of the day, like... But that's because, that's because they're, they've almost become irrelevant. Nobody actually knows what they, do, what they do for a start. I don't disagree. Other than give out sanctions if somebody gets taught, caught taking drugs or, any sort, or, or just the wrong flu remedy, then all of a sudden they pop their heads up and they do something. Um, and... Nobody really knows what benefit they are to 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 the work to to the sport. I mean, would we would we, would we be would we be anywhere different than what we are now if all of a sudden they just disappeared? I'm not really sure what effect that would have. We shouldn't have to be in the smoke-filled rooms to understand what you do for the industry or be so plugged in that the gen- at the end of the day, the generic fan of the NFL knows what Roger Goodell and the rest of the uh, owners do when it comes to like running the NFL. Like they, they understand at least a general idea of what happens. I think if you ask the average pool fan and not the average pool fan who plays APA league on Tuesday night and is an APA four, the, the average pool fan that listens to this podcast or, you know, frequents rather other streams, stuff like that and you ask them what the sole purpose of the WPA is, I don't think that the average pool fan can give you any idea what they do. And if that's and if that's the case, the only way that you can know exactly what their role is in the industry is to be involved with these weird backfield, smoke-filled rooms where you make all your decisions and then nothing actually get, gets publicized. And if it is, then your marketing sucks. And like I go back to exactly what I just said, where you need funding. You, you just don't have a real organization that... Uh, you just you don't have anything that real that's that's actually working to progress the industry like it's quote unquote supposed to be. So I just I just think at the end of the day, 
matchroom has the gold and they're going to make the rules and the WPA could either fall in line and do whatever basically matchroom wants and change their business model to adhere to that. Or they could hold their ground and matchroom will then have a decision to either go their own way mm-hmm. and do the bare minimum of what is needed with you, which is basically sanctioning the world championships. Uh, or they or they can you know just pull out completely or they can continue deciding to work with whatever you want but at the end of the day if the wpa is too rigid to un to to or doesn't want to change which i'm not saying is a bad thing because i I think the wpa at some point in time has to stand their ground because they are they are an organization that overlooks the entire industry not just matchroom uh they have to probably hold their ground at some point in time then Matchroom takes that information, does whatever they want with it, and they decided but, to pull out. So what I meant, what I missed from the WPA is where is the public face of the WPA? You know, where, where, where? Why are they not? Why are they not well, out? But put themselves out there and and you know, Mick, hey, listen, there's a new guy in charge. Let's get him on the podcast and get him to answer these questions himself. Well, I, I. You know, it's I, about I've time. It's about with... time. Some. It's about time a representative from the WPA actually stood up and said, "You know what? This is what we want, and this is where we're going. Defend themselves a little bit. Let us hear exactly what 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 they're there for. What are they doing? What do they plan probably on do. doing? What's, yeah. what's the future? I probably what, should reach what, out to Shane Tyree and ask him if he wants to come on and talk. I know that uh, Stuart Rogers just got uh, on the board, and he's been wanting to come onto the podcast to talk about this. So maybe maybe we bring on Shane. Maybe we bring on. Uh, you know, a different member of it. Maybe we bring on Stuart. I don't know. Maybe maybe we bring on somebody to talk about this. Well, Stuart stepped down, isn't he? It's Joe Anderson you're talking about. He stepped down. He's not there anymore. Stuart Rogers. Oh, Rogers. Wait a minute. Uh, is it Stuart Anderson? Yes, he's stepped down. Stuart Rogers is uh, he's he runs a lot of the pool. I want the guy. I want the top guy. I want the new. I want the new guy that's in there. I want him. I want him to answer some questions. I want him to get up there and say, like, okay, this is what. What did you talk about your meetings? What happened last month when you got all got together? You've just taken over this. Why have you taken over? What's your what, what's your plans for you? What's your five year plan? Where do you want the WPA to be? What, where, where do you want this sport to be? What are you going to do to make our sport better, other than sit there and tell Mario Hay that he took the wrong medicine and he has to miss a Moscone Cup? It's not. It's not enough. That's not. That's not enough. That the only time you stand up and actually put your fist down and do something is when you're sanctioning players. That's not what you're there for. Just my well. If you're going to be the head of an organization, you better not be too modest and timid. You better be able to uh, speak. You better be able to. No, but Taylor's up there saying that wasn't a W. That's why. But the WPA gave the sanction. That's why they're called the sanctioning body. They could. No, it doesn't matter. I think I think Taylor likes likes the WPA. (laughs) I don't know. Anybody who anybody who uh, wrestles you up, I, I like. So, Tiro's my favorite. Good. Let's get him on. I don't know what do you, what do you think, Jimbo? You think we should uh, think we should close it out there? Is it upset enough people? Ah, we never upset enough people. I think I think that's good enough for today. Oh, we didn't talk enough about it. Oh, we did. All right. About Earl? Yeah. No, we did. I I mean I I don't know. I, we we get probably I don't know maybe like six seven YouTube comments per per stream, uh, like after the live stream, and we whenever I talk about whenever I go on one of my little rants about Earl, I always get like 
three times the amount. And it's always the same people saying, you need to be nice to Earl or Earl is a legend. Who the hell are you? Or, you know, you do nothing for this industry. Earl does everything. You know, it's just a bunch of Earl apologists. And I get I get the idea that the dude is literally a legend. I understand that he's. I personally do not think he's the greatest nine ball player of all time, but I, I absolutely do not think that you could start that conversation without Earl Strickland being in it. He's a top two, maybe three player ever in, in nine ball pool. That doesn't, however, mean that he gets a free right to do whatever the heck he wants for the rest of his life, clown the industry, disrespect it, blah, blah, blah. And we just get to sit back and be like, oh, yep, Earl Strickland, you're great. We love you. You can do whatever you want. Hi, princess. Hi. How are you? Good. What no, do you I'm, think of Earl Strickland? You're live on Facebook. Should have brushed your hair, shouldn't you? <laughs> what do you think of Earl Strickland? He's great. No. No? <laughs> All right, go to bed. Love you. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, you're supposed to be doing this in like three days' time on on, on YouTube. But yeah, uh, Jacob, Errol gets that pass, but yeah, for how long? For how long? That's for how thing. long? He's, he's had that Forever? pass for a long time already. He's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he kind of is. He kind of is, you know? I, I mean, I, he's a legend. He is an absolute U.S. legend. And he gets a lot of passes. He gets more passes than anybody else in the history of pool. And there are still people who want to give him more. When when do we stop? When do we when do we start holding him accountable for his tantrums and outbursts? I mean, maybe we never do. Maybe maybe he's when forever he, going to be. I think more. Happy. I think what's more the point is when, when does he keep taking the place of somebody who probably deserves it more than he does? Probably. Or does deserve it more than he does. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. I can get on board. For Correct. That. Correct. But, but it kind of depends on what you look at it too. I mean, I, I could argue, I could make it by the same argument that I would like to see Joey Tate in there. It's a, the, the premier league pool is nothing more to me than an exhibition TV show that is, you know, designed to be entertaining. Uh, you can make an argument for Earl Strickland to be in there. And if you're going to make that argument, I would say, all right, you're right. Uh, we want those tantrums. We want those those blow-ups. We want those uh, escapades that uh, he, you know sure and darn well that he's going to go on. And you're trying to create an entertaining TV show, and therefore he should be on it. I'm all about that. Go ahead. It's a singles tournament that's nine days long, ten days long, whatever it is. And if you, and if you want to create that dynamic and try to create that sort of entertainment, I'm perfectly okay with it. If he gets a nod to the Masters, I'm going to have a huge problem with it because that's a real event. That's not an exhibition. I think that you need to treat that as such, and you need to get people in there that deserve to be there for a, a TV show. And that's why I could be okay with him being on the Moscone Cup too, because I look at the Moscone Cup being nothing more than a TV show. It's an exhibition TV show. And now that doesn't say that the players aren't trying to win it, because of course they are. But I look at the Ryder Cup as the same way too. No one's going to, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to look at the Ryder Cup and golf and be like, yeah, that was my greatest achievement was winning the, the Ryder Cup. I mean, it's, it's a really fun event made for the fans. That is entertainment. That is entertainment gold. And if you want to have Earl Strickland on that, fine. You want to have Earl Strickland on the premier pool, like pool, fine. You want to have him on the whirlpool masters and invite only list. I'm going to have a problem with that. 
Yep. I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, Manchester are still, I mean, as much as it, they've grown very quickly in, in a very short period of time. Oh, let's time, not yeah. forget, they've only been doing it for a couple of years. It's 2017, they, basically. They're, yeah, they're, they're still they're still working on the ratings, you know. They still want to be selling the shows to, to, to mainstream uh, television and stuff like that. And if they feel that their, their, their viewing figures are spiking any time that Errol's on, then They'll, they'll probably use them up until the until they get what they need, and then they'll dump him. <laughs> and then yeah, then his time's up. You know, if if that's why he's in purely for the rating value, then you know once they have the ratings and once they get what they want, I got no problem. Bye bye, Earl. I guess maybe yeah. If they got... yeah, if they're using them purely as a business thing, then I get it. Um, just I don't know. I feel like we have other superstars that should be getting just as much attention. You know, and that are just are, are, that are as good and better for the sport than than the guy who you just kind of hope does something a bit funky. Because what they want is new viewers, and new viewers don't know who Earl Strickland is anyway. So what's what's if somebody put, puts pull on for the first time, they see an old guy standing there. They don't know he's a legend of the game. They How great would it be that they, they just look Here's... and say, "Look at that old guy playing pool. This looks like an old guy's sport." You know, I have a new I have a new wild card. Yeah, and. This player would not be able to compete. In fact, this player probably stamina-wise may not even be able to hold up for the five days until the first round of eliminations. But I promise you, you will not find a better story. How awesome would it be to have one of the wild cards be Jeanette Lee? Uh, Why not? After, after, I mean, it's a TV show. After all that she's been through with the, the ESPN 30 for 30, her battle against cancer, if she could hold up for five days with this format, how awesome would that be? I don't completely rule out the idea that Jeanette Lee ends up on one of these events. Um, you want to talk yeah. about reaching out to people outside of the industry. You, you get into a cab in Cincinnati or you jump into a, a tube in Germany and you talk to people about pool every single person basically in the world can say, oh, the Black Widow, right? I mean, that she is the one person that transcends pool like no other. Yeah, but again, again I use the, the whole thing of, 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 of getting new viewers on board and somebody turning the television on and just by yeah. accident hitting channel 323 where it's on and they've never seen pool before or they know the game, but they don't know who Earl is. They don't know who Jeanette is. They don't know who Filler is. They don't know who. They Jason do know is. who Jeanette Lee is, though. That's that's my point. Is they no, actually? They, do. No, they don't. I, I I got. I mean, I got a lot of mates of mine and, and colleagues of mine. They talk to me about pool at work, and the very the occasional one knows who Earl Strickland is. They don't know who Jeanette is, and I've, I've got to be completely honest with you. They know who because the times that they've seen pool on TV, it's been that it's been Moscone Cup, and they've watched Moscone Cup on Sky Sports back in the nineties, and they Maybe. recognize the name Earl Strickland. That that that's kind of and, where their pool knowledge stops, and it stops with Strickland. Say name another. Um, and the, well, in the U.S., that is Jeanette Lee, and it doesn't okay. make it to Earl Strickland. Yes, but you're talking about television viewers, new television viewers, and stuff like that. And 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 as much as it'd be great for all us fans, all us established pool fans, to see Jeanette play again online, it would be amazing. Can you imagine Jeanette against Earl? How amazing would that be to watch that? But think about the kid who turns on the TV doesn't know anything, knows pool because he's gone down with his dad and played or there's a table in the bar that he goes, that his dad goes round to. 
Tons of TV on. It says Jeanette, sees Jeanette playing against uh, Errol. Is that going to? Does that sell the game to that kid? Well, the kid, fine. You want to make that argument, fine. But what I make, what I'm saying is, there is an entire generation of people over the age of, let's say, 35 in the U.S. who knows who Jeanette Lee is. They know that they're the, that she's a Black Widow. They know because they watched it back in the 90s and early 2000s in the U.S. on TV on ESPN. They know who this player is. They have. They already have that marketing. If that got to the people who used to watch her and loved her as like you know, as a kid, as a you know, a teen, as a early twenties, whatever it was when they when they were watching her, you're already reaching a market that exists. You're just basically rekindling it. I think I think that could be a value. Of course, this is at the end of the day, this is a European event, and they don't think about it as from a year. Uh, an American perspective, and I'm an American, so I can't think about it as a European perspective. So I think that's the disconnect here. But whatever you think Earl Strickland is over there, I promise you, Jeanette Lee is 400 times bigger here. There's a reason that Tony Stewart. No, you no, know I get that. I, 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 listen, Jeanette Lee donated is to her donated the, to her uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, the, the, listen, Jeanette Lee is the 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 biggest name the, the sport has ever had. Yeah. Regardless of all the men, regardless of not iPhones, close. and uh, it's not and even it's, not, it's not even in the it's not, they're not even in the same ballpark. Um, you know, she is the Tiger Woods. You know, the, she is the uh, the 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 um, whoever. You know, uh, the, the the Michael Phelps is a good way well, of putting it. Is, very yeah, very few people can name another swimmer in the world than Michael Phelps, right? Yeah. There you go. That kind of thing. You know, she is the Michael Jordan. She is the, the everything. You know, but still. Yeah, yes, it would be awesome. It would be awesome to see her again. I'm, I just, I, I'm just not entirely sure about the, the promoting the game and selling the game to new viewers and to increase the viewers. If, if the well, new if viewers the, are going to get if, hooked if on if a the legend, are, are the legends the way to go? You're, people seem to think that these legends are the way to increase viewership. You may get more people already within pool watching on that particular moment when they're playing. But you're not actually attracting a, a larger pool. Well, Jim, Jim, you're looking at this just from the legend perspective. I'm looking at this from the story perspective. I mean, you're talking about somebody who was given six months to live five years ago, and she has beat it, and she is uh, she's at least beating it, and she is back on track, and she's 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 getting her hair back. She's yeah, playing be great. again a little bit. I mean, the I can... story is what I'm talking about, and you're building a story upon something that the marketing that already exists. You know, I would find, I would find it, I would, I would find it very difficult to believe that Matchroom haven't already investigated whether this is a possibility or not. Maybe, I mean that's their job. I would think that they, I would like to think that they. There would. must be somebody within Matchroom who knows what we know about, you know, what everybody knows. Maybe. You know, and you would expect that this this would have already been something that's been discussed. I would um, love to see Jeanette Lee get involved with something, all, even if it's just commentary. I mean, I'm, I'm, even if it's commentary. Yeah, but I have no idea. I have no idea how how she even how strong she even is now. And I don't mean I don't mean physically, just her game in general. You know, sure. whether she's playing at any sort of level, whether she's capable of playing at any sort of level anymore. Uh, if she's playing in tournaments, I mean, it'd be very difficult for somebody who's got that kind of status to go and play at lower level tournaments because. She's, well, let me ask you this you question, know, Jim. Uh, what do you what what chance do you give Earl Strickland of getting out of the the initial elimination of the Premier League pool? Six players go straight out of the sixteen. Six, After five six days, out of the sixteen are gone. After five days, I'm thinking. I think he's one of those six. Yeah. 
I think he's. I think I. I would say he's got about a five to ten percent chance, maybe, of going through. I had to give more than that. I mean, he's still there's still ten spaces there. If he gets off that, it's going to be the same as with, with Earl as it always is. If he gets off to a decent start, he might go in a bit of a roll. If he, you maybe. know, if he gets off to a bad start, it's going to be a horrible five days for everybody. And yeah. So let's just let's just and say it, a and it won't be his fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, five. To, I think five percent, five to ten percent chances. I don't think that that's super wrong. Um, There's players in the league. I mean, what's it going to be? Races to five, races to six, maybe. Races to five. I think Jeanette Lee's chance is zero, basically. But I think for five days, you get one of the greatest stories pools ever known. Both as a marketing side and her story and her battle for the last five years. I don't know. At the end of the day, I think I think just think it'd be cool to get her involved in some sort of way with what Matchroom is doing. Mm-hmm. Her story is just amazing, and she's such a good person, and she's so charismatic, and she's 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 everything that you want to market in pool. So, yeah. all right, I, I, let's close I would, it I, would say, I, would, I would I would definitely love to see her get to some sort of physical state where where she can get back into the game in some way because she can be so she's incredibly influential. Also, she she's a if she stands up in a room full of pool players and and. and taps her glass. You know, everyone else has to stand up and tap their glass to get people's attention. As soon as she's out of her seat, the room will just go silent and all these players will just say, look, Jeanette's going to say something. And she just commands attention from, from uh, yeah. she's one of those very, very few people in any sport that has that impact. And I, uh, it would be great to see her back in the sport in some shape or form. Um, and I think she's, one, she's, she's, she's one of the people that can, that, that, that can catapult it to the next phase that it needs to be. And uh, if, if, if Maxim have got any brains in them, then, you know, if it is possible, they should be getting Juliet in there in some shape or form. Yeah. You have 16 players. And of those 16 players, four will be playing, give or take, at any single point in time. I would go out on a limb and say every single player, both not playing, the other eight players who aren't playing their match at the time, as well as the two players that are playing on the other side of the match, are going to be either specifically watching Jeanette Lee, or they're going to be looking like this out of the corner of their eyes at every single inning that she has at the table. Yeah, I would guess that that should be a distraction for a lot of people. That should be a distraction. I would, for a lot of I would guess that that would be a thing. <laughs> so is Errol. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> All right. Let's close it out there. I still got some, uh, I got some stuff. I got to go to Menards and spend a bunch more money. So if anybody wants to send me a bunch of stars so I can go to uh, Menards and buy some drapes with it, that'd be awesome. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, th- I appreciate it. Go and, buy, go and buy some pocket reducers for your seven foot. Oh, my God. Why? You don't like my seven-inch pockets? There's more pocket than there is rail. Even I can it make is, a hole It's that. crazy. You be careful walking around there. might lose you. I know. I might fall in. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate you again, Jim. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching. And uh, we'll be back next week. Take it easy, guys. Shoot straight.